proceeded to make gagging gestures with his finger and tongue. She actually heard herself laugh mid-note. You're late, Jack said, producing a sign-in sheet and a pen while Daniel pulled up a bar stool. No, I'm not. I'm not supposed to start work for... Daniel checked his watch, then shrugged. I guess I'm late. And that was the great thing about Daniel. He never had a problem admitting when he was wrong. In Jack's opinion, the world would be a better place if more people were like him. No matter, Jack said. We're not that busy tonight. The most pressing thing I need you to do is refill the toilet paper in the men's bathroom. Looks like we're out again. April? Jack drummed his fingers on the counter. That girl has a problem. Every time I see her, she has pieces of it stuffed in her pocket, tucked under her arm, probably even inside her bra. Both men took a second to reflect on that. Finally, Jack took a breath. Did you know she even wrote with a sharpie on my... Yes, you told me a couple of times, or twelve. But I think I lost count sometime before closing last Tuesday night. Point taken. But seriously, that girl... April was a little on the obsessive-compulsive side. Still, she was cute. And in his 26-year-old opinion, cute trumped crazy any day of the week. Where is she, anyway? Jack looked around but didn't see her anywhere. Her shift is over. I saw her in the parking lot on my way in. She said she started laughing during her last performance and couldn't stop. Had to walk off the stage. Can you believe that? Jack couldn't help the grin that worked its way across his face. That might have been my fault. Daniel raised an eyebrow. What did you do? Made fun of something she wrote right before going on stage and I might have acted like I was vomiting while she was up there trying to sing. Both men laughed. It was mean, but it was funny. Okay, Jack said. Go fix the bathroom problem and then come take over for me. I'm up in five minutes. Jack shoved a mug under the Coke dispenser and pulled the lever, mentally reciting upcoming lyrics in his head. He handed the filled glass to a customer. That reminds me, Daniel said, snapping him out of his thoughts. Bill Jenkins called after you left last night. He's coming in tomorrow night, so be ready with something. Jack's head snapped up at that. Bill Jenkins? Bill Jenkins, who had personally signed every third singer in Nashville this past decade and gotten them all recording deals? Okay, except the ones who shot to fame because of that stupid television singing show. That Bill Jenkins? His face must have registered his thoughts. Yes. That Bill Jenkins, Daniel said, standing from his seat. So have something ready. Jack swallowed, because that was the problem. He had nothing ready, nothing at all. Dread shot down his spine and landed inside his legs. Feeling the weight of a thousand rejections resting on his shoulders, he grabbed a cloth and began wiping down counters, intent on finishing the mundane part of his job before the entire purpose for his existence began. He worked here for one reason and one reason only, because this place was where many of Nashville's heavy hitters had worked before fame came knocking. Jack figured it was only a matter of time before the same thing happened to him. At least, he hoped time would be that kind. Then again, he knew of many who'd spent entire lives waiting tables and passing out beer only to find twenty years had passed without a single nod of encouragement by anyone who mattered. Jack often prayed he wouldn't be relegated to the same fate. 
but now that Bill Jenkins was showing up, he feared he just might be. Two hours and three songs later, Jack tossed his apron on a hook by the back entrance and walked into the stale night air. Even outside, the area smelled of cheap alcohol and day-old urine. A sad state of affairs considering this was one of the nicest bars in town, situated in an upscale neighborhood and catering to Nashville's finest. Then again, a bar's a bar. Some just didn't know when to stop. Jack stepped around a particularly disturbing patch of wetness and opened the door to his Honda Accord. That's when he spotted the paper plastered against his windshield. He frowned, then leaned forward and grabbed it. He turned the bar napkin over in his hand, studying the way the black words written on it bled through to the other side. He scanned them and scanned them again, his pulse picking up speed as realization dawned. Lyrics. They were